Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode three of Coffee with Coach James, and today I will be having a special guest on the show, my very good friend, Juan. Introduce yourself. Well, what up, James? It's Juan. Um, not thoroughly much about, but, you know, just been loving the, the podcast you've been presenting here. Want to get a part of it, man. Good to be on here. All right, awesome. Well, we'll uh, kick it off with some topics. You know, uh, we have some stuff that we want to touch on and get through. And Juan has a lot of things and knowledge, I would say, more about um, fighting, UFC especially. And um, towards the end of the show, we'll have him uh, expand his knowledge on that and kind of get us uh, looking forward to the, some of the fights this weekend. Um, I trying to get into that <laughs> but uh you know it's not working out too well but uh let's kick it off with uh some of our first things we want to we want to get into well we want to just talk about what game will happen today the denver versus la you know very close game at the end there but you know denver just got away with it like <laughs> and then, uh, the lakers you know you know they showed the the defensive effort that last couple minutes. Especially uh, that block on Le- Le- LeBron. Yeah, and you know Jamal Murray had a good game. Uh, Jokic, I'm not sure he had one of his best games, but um, I do think they need somebody else to step up. Um, you know, we all thought it was gonna be Gary Harris, and he's kind of disappeared in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they're paying thirty million to Paul Millsap. And he's kind of also disappeared. Uh, he had a really good turnaround in the last series against the Clippers. But this series, he hasn't really done much. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is a good player that came out. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Michael Porter Jr. But you, what can you expect from a technically rookie? You know, he was redshirt last year, his first year in the playoffs. You know, what can you expect from a rookie like that? Are you expecting him to jump up? I'm expecting him to be the scorer that, you know, he was in the last series against the Clippers. Because you could say, oh, you know, he's playing against LeBron James. He's playing against the the Lakers, you know, a very defensive-minded team. But then again, he was going against Kawhi. He was going against Paul George. He was going against Pat, you know, all these other guys. You know, uh, the other Morris twin on, on on the Clippers. You know, so I would say he's already faced tough competition. He's already come out and dominated games. Now, not like dominated but like with his scoring wise he's actually stepped up and been a, a third piece that the nuggets need him to be because you know you could have jamal murray drop 30 plus points you could have Jokic drop a triple double but you still need somebody else to provide that other scoring spark you know and i'm not saying the lakers have that but i do know that anthony davis is unguardable against nuggets they don't have a, a guy who could guard him paul mills have data right the other night tonight i don't th- you know, obviously, didn't do none of them did a good job. Uh, I know that um, what's that player? Jeremy Grant was the main defender for Anthony Davis, but today he started off the game with ten straight points, and it was in the first quarter, and it was like, okay, Anthony Davis is gonna have a good game, and then LeBron James had a good game. So it's like when you have LeBron and AD just dominating the game, they did. It's kind of that's when the Nuggets' third score needs to come out. It has they have to get that third scoring, that twenty plus points from Mark Michael Porter Jr., from Gary Harris, from Paul Millsap. Somebody needs to just step up and fill that role. 
Yeah, like, uh, this was a definitely must-win game for them. Like, um, there was no question about it. They needed to win this game to at least tie it up. Like you told me earlier, zero. They needed that reset, basically, that zero-to-zero anybody's game. But it seems like, because I don't feel like they can take three games in a row or from the Lakers. Yeah, as soon as, you know, tonight as the game was over, I had that feeling like, okay, they're down 3-1. They've done it before. So They've that's, done it that's, twice yeah, now in this yeah, season so, the playoffs. Exactly. So they have, that, they have that edge where it's like, we've been here before. We just, all right, now is we got to lock in. Our backs are against the walls. Let's, you know, let's turn this around and start, you know, power for the next game. But you also have that feeling worth like, okay, third time in a row. And especially, that, especially with these, uh, like, Anthony Davis, LeBron, they're not like a Paul George who are not scoring. Right, yeah. Or they're not going to go into, well, who knows, but they're not going to go into long stretches where they're just not hitting the water from the boat, you know, like in Game 7 with the Clippers where both Kawhi and Paul George were having terrible shitty nights and the rest of the team couldn't hit a shot to save its life either, you know. But it's also, you know, you got to, a lot of things happen like in Game Seven. You gotta take it to mind into the perspective, the mindset of players. Game Sevens are really hard, really tough. And sure, you could argue there's no fans there, but it's also it's Game Seven, do or die. You know, and there's a lot of pressure in these moments. And both teams have fought back and forth, and you know, some teams have huge leads, three game, three games to one, three games to none. The other game, the other team comes back. That's when it's just like, okay, you got to kick it into the next gear. And not everybody has that next gear. Especially in an environment like the bubble where you're just isolated. It's just you and your teammates. It's like, okay, there's no escape. It's just basketball, 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 basketball. You know, so it you got to take that into consideration. So, if I'm the Nuggets, we've been here before. But it's like, how much do we have left in the tank mentally? How much... But, you know, how much is fatigue playing into this? And then are we really going to try to... Like, don't get me wrong. They'll try to win the next game for sure. Yeah. They're going to go down swinging. But I'm just saying, do they really have enough where they could be like, if we go to another game seven, what's the probability of us actually, you know, pushing this this out and going to the finals? Um, I will say this. I compared them before to... Kind of like the Warriors when they took the Clippers to, what was it, like Game 7, Game 6 that one year. Uh, and that was kind of a, a year where it was like, okay, they're coming into their own. Or, no, it was, it was the year they played the Spurs. And it was the Spurs when, they, when the Spurs went to the finals. Uh, the Golden State Warriors were young. They were hungry. They were they had Mark Jackson. And they were just turning around. You know, they were, they were just like, you could tell it was a team on the rise climbing that hill, going from, uh, you know, and the lottery, losing on time to winning, and then winning again, and then they, they were taking those steps, right? And the Nuggets, for years, you could say, have drafted well, developed really well, have had some quiet free agent signings, and it's like, okay, they're they're they're, they're grinding, they're they're stepping towards it, they're they're slowly climbing that that hill, you know, and I think that. Either next, if they don't make it this year to the finals, next year is when they they could take that next step. Because last year, I think it was last year when the Nuggets were really good too. Yeah, the, right. Oh, this is a really good young team. Jokic, twenty four. Jamal Murray, twenty two or twenty three ish. On one of those two, really young team. Michael Porter Jr., pretty young as well. Um, 
yeah, so I can see this team being a young threat. You know, the young threat. I wouldn't be surprised if we'd see them in the finals in the next couple of years. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm really excited to see where they go. Obviously, the series is not over. I would like for them to surprise everybody and take it to a game seven. Uh, but unfortunately, in game sevens, you know, LeBron, LeBron James is right. <laughs> we're, we're going to get a block part two. Yeah, you know. Maybe with Miles Pumley going for a layup. Yeah. And <laughs> just smack he just smacks it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a good team. Um, I'm excited to see their future. But also right now, you know, it's, you know, they need to, I felt like they need to win this game. They were there. Two games out of the four, they were there. The first game, they got blown out. You could check that off to fatigue to coming out of a game seven against a very tough Clippers team. It's game two, they won. You know, it's like they're there. They're there. Or actually, it was game three. But they, they were there. So it's just like, okay, each game we've been there, besides game one, there's no reason to believe they can't take it to game seven. Yeah. But it just once you're there, what do you, you know, what, what can they do, you know? Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who steps up, hopefully. Hopefully, it's Paul Millsap. You know, he's a veteran. They're paying him lar- a large chunk of money yeah. for a reason. They brought him in for a reason. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think uh, Jamal Murray has another 50-piece in him. You know, yeah. it's, well, it's hard. Maybe. <laughs> <We> never... <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's really turned the, the, the page on, on his playoffs. Once the playoffs started, he kind of evolved and came, became a different player, yeah, you know. He, he... He was like the he's like the TJ Warren because when, <laughs> when the, the, the bubble when the bubble first started TJ Warren was off the chain yeah but now now in the bubble playoffs Jamal Murray's been and honestly the Denver's been the, honestly the, my favorite team to watch in these last like couple series against the Jazz uh, against the Clippers especially because everybody counted the the, the uh, Denver out yeah in that Clippers. Everybody thought, okay, it's gonna be the uh, battle for LA, you know, and um, yeah, people just thought it was gonna be that. Uh, it turned out Denver had a new story for that, um, you know, and hopefully we can see them in the finals anytime soon, you know. It'll be really hard because that Warrior team is gonna come back next year, um, definitely a lot healthier, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're gonna have still Le- LeBron team. Um, if Anthony Davis comes back or not, um, still going to be a threat. Probably not as big a threat, but if Anthony Davis not in there, but most likely, like I say, like eighty to ninety percent, AD is coming back. Yeah, and and the reason I I would like for a team besides the Lakers or even the Celtics to make it the finals. Is because this is the year for like a Denver or a Miami Heat to win it. Because mm. here, here's why. Here's why. Right. Right. Okay, wait. <laughs> before before you say anything, I'm finally going to expose you, man. <laughs> Miami Heat's your favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and I, I heard been... you that first pod acting like you didn't know. <laughs> acting <laughs> like we didn't know that your favorite team is the Miami Heat. Guys, this guy knew that they were going to the final five years ago. <laughs> that's how that's how dedicated this man is to his team. You know, I've been pretty sad about my team, which I was only happy for the bubble. People can guess the Phoenix Suns, best went, team. And went they're undefeated. Gonna, they're going to the... go eighty-two and zero next year. 
<laughs> guarantee it. Guarantee you, you it. You better calm down there, Charles Barkley. <laughs> yeah, 82 next year. Charles Barkley go to come out retirement and <laughs> score a 50-piece on Giannis. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so yes, I am a Miami Heat fan. I try to be unbiased, all right, in the, on the pod. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of the pod, I'm all rep, you know, every, Miami Heat every day, all the time. But here's why I do think that a Miami Heat or a Nuggets should make the, or should win the finals. It's because this is the year to do it. This is a weird year, and this is a weird year for one of those teams, those underdogs, to just kind of take it and run with it. Because next year, you got to think about it. In the East, it's going to get tougher. Giannis is still going to stay. And who knows what that Bucks team is going to do. There's been rumors about them perhaps trying to trade for Chris Paul because OKC's ready to just kind of blow it up and start rebuilding with Shea, Shea Gillis-Alexander, And which is a good, uh, team to, a good team to do it because... All the picks they got. Exactly. So you could only imagine, you know, you get more picks and you get some young pieces like uh, DiVincenzo. You get probably some, you know, uh, other small pieces that like like the Milwaukee doesn't want. I really you know? like DiVincenzo. Yeah. And, you know, so you, you, could, you could find a way to make it work. You know, keep Giannis, maybe trade Chris Middleton or something. Or keep Giannis and Middleton and trade everybody else. Um you know, there's expendable pieces on there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they could find a way. Uh, let's see. You got the Nets. The Nets are going to be a... a oh, really good. No matter if you if you believe in Steve Nash as a head coach or not, you still have to take into consideration Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Jared Allen. Yeah. I'm assuming they're going to re-sign Harris. Well, uh, a question mark on Jared Allen. Really, right? Well, the last year of his... Well, he's going to be unrestricted, but... Well, I mean, I'm a... I mean, well, I'm assuming they're gonna at least try to bring keep him. Probably not though, but who knows? I mean, I really like them. I I think he's better than DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. They kind of do similar things, but I just think Jared Allen just a little bit more athletic, longer, yeah, a lot younger. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get the same thing, but just younger. And um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, they got Spencer Dinwiddie still. You know, too. Um, and in the Raptors, it's interesting to see what do they do with their pieces. Do they yeah. just keep it all together and run again with it? Or do they try to bring in another piece, another player they could yeah. probably... Yeah, and this is a team that I'm actually happy for in this draft. Because the Toronto Raptors, I feel like, can be a good drafting team. Or they are because they got these studs that off their bench that right? they've drafted. You got Fred, you got Pascal... Uh, who's some of the other ones that he got? Uh, OG Ananobi. Um, there's another one. Uh, uh, Terrell Davis, who oh, played Davis. for Mississippi. Ole Miss. Uh, and then he also, I mean, uh, they also drafted, uh, what's his name? Uh, I, I don't know. I forgot, I forgot his name. But they have some really good pieces, and, and they developed them, and they're developing them, you know? So, yeah. uh you know, Way better than the magic wood. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> exactly you know. So they're expect them to come back next year. You expect Pascal to probably even develop more, you know, because this year he was a focal point, got used to it. There were some you know bad nights and some good nights, but you know you got to understand this is the first time being a first option. Usually second, third. Um, let's see who else you got to you oh, know. Yeah, here's one. I think the magic's gonna go out. Chicago Bulls. Yes. With their new, yes, the new head coach, Billy Donovan. Beautiful, beautiful hire. And I think they got the seventh pick. Or, no, they got the fourth pick this the year. The fourth pick, yeah. The fourth pick this year. Unfortunately, I think that might be their only pick up until I think they have a second rounder. But, 
you know, that fourth pick, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Yeah, especially with, we don't know who, because there's not a guaranteed number one this year. There's no, not a guaranteed you know, number it's one. switched in and out. It was first James Wiseman, who was a center, who yeah. played for Memphis. Then it was LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Then you got uh, some surprises in there. Then you got Anthony Edwards, who's a really good athletic uh, shooting guard. He's a good scorer yeah. uh, from Georgia. Um, so, you know, there's different. there's been different number ones. Um, I do think that there's at least a decent probably six to eight players that you could for sure have a solid, talented piece. But outside of those, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that fourth pick. Maybe they trade. Maybe they trade it get somebody else. Um, but, yeah, the Bulls are a team that are going to definitely, hopefully, just sneak into the playoffs yeah. around that 7-8 spot. Yeah, I can definitely see them around there. Um, 76ers, too. you got to think about that. They're going to come back. We got we to gotta wonder... If what they're going to do, you know, you know, are they going to say this is going to be the final year of the Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid experiment? I think it's very highly likely that yeah, and then this you gotta, might be the last year for them. Yeah, and then you know, new coach, so it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, how is you know how they're going to move forward with this? And some of the contracts are pretty hard to move, you know, especially the Tobias Harris one, you know, near max comp money. Uh, not the same amount of production as you would get from like a Kevin Durant as a LeBron James, but um, you know, let's say they try to blow something up, are you gonna try to throw, you know, throw his contract in there, get rid of it, or you know, it'll be see, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, and but then, yeah, then they also gotta decide who they want to keep. Exactly, and then who do you want to try to bring in to build around Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid or. Or, they could, or you know, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Yeah, but rumor has it that the front office is more comfortable keeping Joel Embiid and getting rid of Ben rather than keeping Ben and then getting rid of Joel. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the future. Uh, so there's 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 teams that are going to come back that are were weak this year. They're going to come back stronger next year. And it's like, okay, top four teams that made it this far. Like, I could see the Celtics still being on top. Yeah. Do I see the Heat? Uh, they got some They got some, they, some contracts they, gotta they got to renew and, and fix and everything. But I could see the Heat still being... I don't know if they would be a contender, and but just, I could see as, them going well, between three the, and five. Look at this. Like, Not a lot of people think the Heat this year would be what they are. Exactly. You're, you're contenders. Not. They are a contender team in this league right now, especially being up against the Bells and Celtics. Definitely up. They can definitely be there. Especially that one year later, if I, uh, Tyler Hero gets better, you know. Yeah, it develops, and Duncan Robinson, you know, continues his <laughs> his shooting, you know, and then uh, Bam Adebayo probably adds a, a you know more feet to his jump shot, you know. He's yeah. he's got a good mid range, somewhat uh, jumper between fifteen feet, you know. Maybe maybe he adds a three pointer to his arsenal, you know. That'll make him an even bigger threat. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler, you know. Jimmy Butler, I feel like Jimmy Butler would be a little bit the same. Like as he was this year, um, maybe a slight decline, maybe not though. Uh, I can definitely see him back the yeah, same yeah. way. And then yeah. do they bring back Goran Dragic? Hopefully they that's do. That's a hopefully a big. Yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think that's a big one they need to bring back. And then Jake Crowder, his this is his last you know year on his contract. So you know you bring him back, you bring Andre Iguodala. I would prefer they keep Jay and Goran and maybe bring Andre back. Well, Andre did sign an extension, so he's for sure. Still on the books yeah. for another at least two years. Uh, there's an option built in there for the last year. So, uh, you know, all these teams, you know, are, are the teams that are not there that got, were injury prone or, you know, got injured this year. 
we'll come back stronger next year. So this is the year for like a Nuggets to make that push, for a yeah. Heat to make that push. But uh, even with the Nuggets and the uh, Heat. No, ex- uh, yeah, they if they develop more, they'll be back. Yeah, they'll but be I'm back. But I'm just saying the road will be that much harder. Because yeah. like the Nuggets, okay, instead of facing the Lakers. They might face the Warriors. They, they might face the Warriors. You know, or they might face uh, the Clippers, you know. Or they might, you know, so. Yeah, especially with these, we don't know how they're going to be. Because like Andrew Wiggins with the Warriors might be a, a big dub. He, uh, he played pretty well this year with them. Yeah. But uh, like. But with that full team. Yeah, but with the full, with Clay healthy, with Steph healthy, with Draymond Green back to somewhat of a oh, good hopefully. form. <laughs> hopefully, you know. Hopefully he wasn't playing like he was without them guys. But right. I feel like Draymond Green's really and then a, got around. Good, and he got a good rookie too, uh, Eric Pascal. Who, Eric who, Pascal. Uh, he was a, a first team all rookie this year, I believe. First or second, I think it was first team. Uh, he played really well for them. And... Which I don't like those teams, by the way. <laughs> no? Tyler Hero should have made it. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was one vote out, which was just, like, very disappointing. And honestly, you know, Zion was I'm first team. I'm just happy man. that... I know. I, I, Zion was first team? I didn't, uh, I didn't Zion get, was first team. See, I don't... I don't. You play, what, 20... I think he played 29 I don't get. I don't get games. it because... Okay, back to 2017, Joel Embiid only played 54 games. Or around there, and he didn't get it, even though he was definitely the best rookie. But they give it to Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, the, the the rookie of the year, right? Yeah. So I I was so confused when that was even consideration, because they didn't considerate Joel Embiid, that was definitely a really good player as a rookie, really good player, um, double digits and rebounds. High scoring, high scoring percentages, definitely like would have been rookie of the year if he would have played probably twenty four more games. If he would have played twenty four more games, exactly the same amount as look like uh, Zion. Definitely would have been the rookie of the year. Yeah, but I'm happy that John Morant won it though. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I'm sad that he didn't win it um, unanimously. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, because there was one vote giving it to Zion to not make it. And it's like I don't understand that. Like it just, it, it. I agree with you. It just, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, NBA has this. I don't know. I, I, you, and you'll notice it. They always have these these biases and these things where certain. And I was talking to you about it earlier. Reporters from like either from Boston revolt for Boston players players from you know and this happens everywhere even in Miami even in LA they do this well, look, look at Christian Wood got a vote yeah and, and and for Detroit exactly by a Detroit reporter right and it just like it, it it just ruins the voting and that's why some people say you know some of the coaches should be uh, involved in that voting but then again you know it could run into the same thing again you know bias so I, I don't know what would be the correct way of doing things you know, maybe you could throw in some peers. Maybe, like, you have the, the starters, you know, vote for some. Or, I don't know, you'll have, you know. A, yeah, uh, like, maybe, like, an uh, NBA all-star vote. Yeah. Just minus the fans. Because then there will be votes for Ennis Canner. <laughs> my, uh, my uh, Alex problem. Caruso. <laughs> Dude, definitely Alex Caruso. I, I, like, I would vote for Alex Caruso. What Did a you stud. get Jared Dudley in there? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I would do know. it for hopefully to get back a uh, my fourth round pick and uh not fourth round fourth pick Goron Dragon uh no Dragon Bender. There you go, Dragon Bender. <laughs> Dragon Bender. Oh man, what a stud he could have been <laughs> with Marky Chris playing the same position. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible Suns team. <laughs> oh man, those were some pretty pretty bad picks though. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I lived through all of them. <laughs> I remember the pick to get DeAndre Aiden. I just see Jer- uh, Josh Jackson's face on there. I was like, God, we drafted you too. <laughs> I have a Josh Jackson jersey. And now that's his. I wear it. I wear it one time. He left. <laughs> so maybe it had something to do with you wearing it. I, I, I'm scared of wearing my DeAndre Aiden jersey. He's gonna I'm ask scared, for a trade. I'm, I'm scared of wearing my D book jersey. He's I'm, gonna ask for a trade too. Oh my god! And he's going to Miami for Tyler Hero. <laughs> no, he's not. No, 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 no. That'll be a solid no, team. Yeah, uh, he's gonna, he's a, gonna, be a solid team. he's gonna get traded for James Johnson with Minnesota. Oh god. <laughs> Hey, you'll get a decent... Uh, I like James Johnson. Well, no, we're going to switch Sun Team to Sun Team. <laughs> Devin Booker to the Phoenix Mercury's <laughs> for... Diana Taurasi, Diana the Kobe Tra- Bryant of and, the Women's League. <laughs> and, and the big... <laughs> I forget. Oh, uh, Brittany Griner? Brittany Griner. Oh, just think... <laughs> Oh man, maybe no. she'll finally be able to uh, be play against the Marcus that Cousins. A, that would be another. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a thing, huh? Uh-huh, yeah, it was. Oh, I could dunk on the Marcus Cousins. The enforcer oh, of the NBA. Even though, even though Brandon Ingram's done more than Boogie Cousins. A lot of people have done more than Brandon Ingram. I would say though, he barely reached the ceiling to this year. Barely. Yeah, and I also <laughs> think that awards should have got the Bam too. Ah, uh, I, I I don't know. Like I can't, you know. It was he. I wouldn't lie though. He improved, but not a lot. Like yeah. he was. He went from eighteen points to twenty one points. Yeah. He went from like five rebounds to seven rebounds. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. But uh, you know, I don't know. But there are biases built in for the NBA to push Zion to push Giannis. Oh, look at to push. Look at, he's already on two case cover. For the next gen, John Morant deserved that. I would oh say. Oh my God! Yeah. Electrifying when's guard. The last, when's the last time we got a Grizzlies player on, on the cover? Uh Jaron Jackson Jr. Back in. <laughs> just no, but that the Grizzlies team, that'll be an exciting team to watch in the next year or two. Yeah. See what they do. You know, the West is just getting better. That West is getting better. Phoenix Suns. Exactly. Uh, Phoenix Suns the might terrific start. Ten zero. This is just more. This gives them more confidence. They yeah. beat good teams. Yeah, they from both beat, East and West. Yeah, beat the, beat the Clippers when they were still mm-hmm. the Clippers of that regular season. You know, because Paul George was shooting good that and night. Kawhi, Kawhi was playing was, well. Kawhi was playing well. Lou Will came out the bench and oh, actually Lou Will they played again. Marcus Harrell did. Were they both? And there was there was like where they missed a couple games, so they yeah. probably weren't there. But overall, they but still, even then it's yeah, still over a Sun team that. Doesn't have their third best player in Kelly Oubre. See, that's another thing. They had Kelly Oubre. Now it's so much better. They yeah. probably don't even need a game winner against the Clippers. Clippers were a little short-handed. It's just like you know, and then Kelly Oubre is another young player who's going to develop. DeAndre Jordan. I mean, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden. Aiden. <laughs> Jordan. Oh my goodness. We, we were Aiden. talking about them earlier. <laughs> yeah, <that's why>. exactly. <laughs> Aiden. You know, all these players. You know, if they do it right and they develop more. 
and nobody, you know, turns them into Markel Fultz. You oh, know, they'll <laughs> and which might be a player that gets better. We never know. Oh, he's played. He played pretty well in the bubble and yeah. in the playoffs. He had a curb, a couple good games. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'm happy to see him at least. I re- some form of honestly, good. I really want him to succeed. I don't want him being labeled as a bust, uh, a bust, another uh, Anthony Bennett. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> First overall pick, and you wasted it. And, and, and that, and that pick came out of nowhere. Nobody even was like, knew. "What?" <laughs> <laughs> there was rumors that uh, nobody knew like that he was going to go that high, and a lot of people didn't even have him drafted that high. He was <sighs> drafted from anywhere from the second round. To the to the first round, and that's when we got Alex Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Mildly I, 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 need, <laughs> I need to stop thinking about these drafts. These drafts been disappointing me for the last, not the last two years. The last two years have been all right. We got Aiden, and then well, Josh Jackson, but that's another. He was decent. I remember oh, when Josh. I remember when Josh he, Jackson came he's out. He's going to develop, watch. He's going to develop with the. I Grizzlies. would be sad. <laughs> I would be really sad because uh, I remember when he came out when he was first drafted. They were like, you know, I got the, Kawhi vibes. The TJ Warren one was pretty oh my good God. too. <laughs> Former Suns players. Yeah, yeah. Former Suns gr- players become gods. <laughs> it took a while for Dragon Bender on uh, uh, Goran Dragic to get there. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Well, he he left. He got traded, and then he came back to the Suns. Yeah. So he had two cents with the Suns. Yeah. But overall, I like him. Oh, I was so happy when he got him traded to the Heat. I was like, did he just give us a good guard? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. And then you guys go ahead and sign Brandon Knight. <laughs> you traded Goran Dragons <laughs> for Brandon Knight. <laughs> but that just leads into another topic because we know who we give them. <laughs> we give. Uh, the Rockets ran and I at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, and look at the Rockets now. Getting one one and one win and getting the rest four for the Lakers. Which might be another team that, that, that's, that's going to make it. That's going to make it. But big question marks. There's a lot of question big, marks. Big, hey, coaching. Uh, and then this, the roster, what do you do? You got a lot of guys who don't really do a lot. I like P.J. Tucker, but he's getting older. Eric Gordon had one of the worst years of his career this year. Uh, Russell Westbrook, what does what does he do? What do, what can he do to you know better? James Harden is James Harden, but it's like, he, what where do they go from here? What's the next steps? You know, like we found out this small ball kind of don't work with yeah. some of these teams in the West. And I would say, like, has, if they face the Denver Nuggets next year, it's over. They're not going to Jokic and let him go to work. Yeah, Jokic. If Miles, I know I mentioned a lot this episode. (laughs) This episode about Miles Plumley. It's his fault that they lost that game the other day to that Anthony Davis buzzer reader. Yeah, it's his fault they lost. Yeah. So I quit But also, like, (laughs) hey, I like Miles Plumley. (laughs) One of my favorite guys. Top. Top twenty that's guy that, I like. That's that Duke education you get there, you yeah. know. <laughs> you don't pay attention, you don't learn. You just get handed a degree. Hey, hey what? <laughs> I remember Devin Booker's are still our best player. <laughs> he didn't play for Duke though. He played for oh, Kentucky. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Cut that out right there. Dude. I'm gonna leave it on. There. No, no. no. <laughs> People t- are gonna find I'm a fake Suns fan. <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, I'm gonna be like that girl in the bubble. Not the girl in the bubble, but the one that she had all seven Suns players. Nah. <laughs> I'm never gonna bring that up, but <laughs> so you you better cut that out. <laughs> I'm not gonna cut that out. Oh, oh man. My God. <laughs> Man, yeah, he did play Kentucky, but this is what I get for not watching college sports. It, it kind of, yeah. I'm going to, but, I'm, I, by but, not this year, maybe the ne- year after that, I'm going to start watching college ball. I don't think you will. Maybe will. Because <laughs> by then the, the the age would change and be like, oh, you have to be 21, or you could come out of one, you know, out of college or oh, you know, yeah. high It school. depends what the rule is. If yeah. it's if the one and done rule is done, I won't watch it. But if it's still in the state, I will watch it. Well, it's so there was. Uh, I'm gonna bring up something real quick. So there was this thing where you could write NBA basketball history without Kentucky players, right? You could erase all the draft picks they've had, and they had a lot of draft picks. And I, I could mention some names for you, and you'll you'll know who they are. Yeah, I know a couple. Of them. Yeah, so it's like I would hope so. Yeah, maybe. One of them was your star player, your team. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought he played for Duke. <laughs> Uh, but so there's you know they're saying for a while that Kentucky could develop one and done right somewhat, but that once they came out of Kentucky and went into NBA they kind of eh they kind of you know flattened out and they flamed out anywhere out of the league with you know three to four years already. Uh, but now that narrative seems to have changed. Two of the Heat's you know top players you know playing really well for them are Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, both from Kentucky. Devin Booker had a great mm. bubble season mm. from Kentucky. Yeah. Some of the guys that are considered great, you know, offensive players are from Kentucky. And one of them is Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. Mm. Which is going to be an interesting team next year, too. Right. And then Will Cauley-Stein, the he's not the greatest, but he's a good, solid he's there. piece. He's there. And he's playing with the Mavericks. You know he's in. You know, so he's he's carved up a nice little role for himself over there. Yeah. Uh, so you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they you know came from Kentucky. Kentucky, oh, you know, they just make one and dones, and that's it. But now Kentucky's on that level with Duke, where it's like, you know, out of Duke, you have you have Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, Justice Winslow. You know, and then you have the Plumley brothers or the triplets, quadruplets. Yeah. I don't know. There's like three of them, yeah. and like two of them actually stuck out in the league. And now I think there's only one left. Yeah. <laughs> but, the best one. <laughs> yeah, sure. You want to yeah. say that? Yeah. Best one in that listening at if directions. The, if the Heat win, I'm gonna buy a Miles Plumley jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and if the Denver wins, I'm also gonna buy a Miles Plumley jersey. <laughs> oh no. But like you know, so it's it's interesting to see this this narrative you know flip. And I think that's good for Kentucky because now you know now more kids want to go there to play, and they they don't have this problem. But it just now that narrative's not there anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, so shout out to both Kentucky and Duke for doing that. Uh, you know, keep doing what y'all doing, yeah. which is uh, kind of exploiting uh, young athletes and not paying them for their. Uh, you well, know, allegedly for... <laughs> not paying them. Uh, because well, there's a whole scandal. <laughs> there's a whole like, scandal, but there's also like, you, you know, know like Arizona's own. Oh man, yeah, DeAndre Aiden, <laughs> getting one hundred the... grand. <laughs> hundred grand. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what else we're gonna move on to. Uh, let's see yeah, here. we've been talking about the, <laughs> we've been talking about the NBA for thirty five minutes now. <laughs> 
Oh man. Alrighty. Oh, it looks like NFL. Alright. Alrighty, so NFL, let's get it going. Alright, so real quick, I'm gonna hit up on my way too early three MVPs. Ready? I'm not really ready for this, <laughs> honestly. It's right. way too early. Two games, and plus the Jaguars Miami game we got today. Alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But it's like, you know, already some teams are getting ran off, like the Jaguars are getting ran off. Already the Colts are like, ah, you know. Yeah, especially that they're not starting Jacoby Brissett. Oh, I know. So, or like Dubree's always struggling. They're not going to make the, you know. There's oh, already some the over, over-exaggerating of some stuff. So, <laughs> I don't see how my early season MVPs are, you know. Plus, I like, I think you like one of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Tom Brady. Just kidding. No. <laughs> it's Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. Solid pick. I can see them in the later year, later in the year, getting that one of them. Yeah, you know, and and Aaron Rodgers has you know played very phenomenal this year. Kyler Murray has you know just taken a next step. You know, there's he's, he's an electrifying, fun player to watch. It reminds me if you wanted to find an NBA parallel to this, not Zion Williamson, but of John Morant. You know, just these guys who just do some ridiculous stuff mid-game, and you're just like, what? You know, and just their athleticism just pops out and just shows off. And, you know, they're playing for, you could argue, it's small market teams somewhat, you know. like Yeah, you know, definitely Arizona. But, you know, they're, they're, you know, they'll find a way to, you know, get some national attention with some play or something they do in a game that just, you know, surprises people. Uh, and then of course, of course, I mean, of course, Russell Wilson is another guy who his team lives and dies by how he performs offensively, and they rely on him for a lot, you know. And it's going to be another year of the same thing where they rely on him heavily, but you know, he's a guy who's proven that he could carry the load, and you know, he's you know he uses his legs as much as he uses his arms, so. Uh, I like the way I, what I've seen from him early on in the season two, and uh, you know, they're exciting. I, I I really I really like to you know just throw this out there now, but uh, you know, of course, very early in the season, yeah. very two games in, yeah. but uh, you know, it's very exciting to, to see yeah. them. I'm gl- I'm so glad I didn't do this podcast with you before the season started <laughs> because my predictions would have been wrong already. <laughs> um, because I definitely had. Matthew Stafford on there. I really thought Matthew Stafford was going to come back from injury and start darting people, going for the MVP, going for the Super Bowl. Even though I'm a Packers fan, I had I had a trust in that Detroit team. You know, I feel like because um, that first year when the um, Matt Patricia was the coach didn't really mesh. The locker room was split with each other. And I feel like this year, this was the year that they kind of unified together, especially when the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, definitely when they spoke on it together. Um, definitely thought that that what brought them together. Um, but definitely I thought this Lions team definitely would have made some noise. But 0-2 right now, they still have a chance. You know, at this, team, at this rate, everybody has a chance. Maybe not the Eagles, 
with that two-system quarterback. But, you know, we'll see from there. You know, I, I, now I'm glad you brought up the Eagles. They're a team that I wanted to, to bring up and then talk about where they overpaid the wrong players. Players that are not proven. You know, at least Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl. You know? And well, Carson he, wins that too. <laughs> huh? Carson wins that too. Thank you, Nick Foles. <laughs> he did not win that himself. Yeah, Nick but Foles it, it, they wouldn't have gone in there if it wasn't for... If their record... If Nick Foles started the whole year, you're not saying that they would have got all the way there. It's hard to say. It's hard to say, but I'm... It's hard to say. I am a, a 100% agreed <laughs> <laughs> that they would have. Because Eagles... Nobody thought they were going to win it anyway. They thought they were going to lose to the Patriots. Okay, okay. So, all right, all right. How about this? Jared Goff being overpaid. Oh, definitely. But, okay, so what's the difference between him, who at least played in the Super Bowl? Yeah, but Jared Goff was pretty bad. (laughs) Carson Wentz is probably even worse than that guy. No, 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 no. (laughs) Carson Wentz, the red. Compared to him. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I mean, and this is what happens, you know. You overpay for a quarterback like Dak Prescott. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. What, what, is, whoa. what is this? <laughs> hey, I like these quarterbacks. <laughs> I like I like the quarterbacks you don't like. I like Matthew Stafford. I like Big I Ben. I like Matthew Stafford. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. Uh, a Big Ben. <laughs> Big Ben Rock. Another another overpaid, overweight, mm. useless quarterback. You know, he's just like a copy and paste of Philip Rivers. What the <laughs> Okay, I can grant on the uh, Philip Rivers band train, but come on. <laughs> he's like, they're like Payne Manning's when, when Payne Manning was playing when he was like forty years old with the Broncos. Remember right, those like they, two they, years they where still he was made just... the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Where he just played garbage and the defense carried him to that win. Dude. Oh man, I wish I wish give Matthew Stafford that defense. Yeah, actually don't because they're in my division. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but even with great defenses, Packers still end up winning. winning. Just look at the Vikings when they fought them in the when they played them in the playoffs. And now look at him now. <laughs> look at him now. He's still got an overpaid quarterback who is very inconsistent, you know? And then you don't have a number one receiver. You have some receivers who are okay, I guess, you know? Your offensive line is terrible still, you know? The running back, who is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll go, wait, wait till the end of the year. Wait till the end of the year. When, you're, when your Raiders ain't there... <laughs> And the the Packers are releasing the playoffs. I was talking about the Vikings. Oh, it sounds like you, you kept on saying your, like you were talking my team. No, your. I'm talking about their. No, so when you brought up the Vikings, the last that was the last thing you said. But so you're, I, you're I, talking I, my, but, but they're not my Vikings. Just I know like Vikings your Packers. Okay. They're my Packers, man. Uh. I have a cheese helmet in my room. <laughs> I touch it every after every game. <laughs> then if I forget to touch it, we lose. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That song by Lil Wayne, Green and Yellow, favorite. <laughs> Play it every Sunday <laughs> or Monday. 
and Thursday. Here's one thing that uh, you, we were we slightly talked about earlier. Um, Tom Brady without Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick without Tom Brady. Honestly, and it's starting to lean Bill Belichick is way better without Tom <laughs> Because, honestly, Cam Newton was not on a team a few months ago. Well, look at him now. Playing good? Good. Competitive football. Good competitive football. Looks like himself. Yeah, definitely himself. Um, great. The offense you know, has, And you know, people were blaming the running back for that play uh, for running yeah and, and you know I think it took it was a huge step in leadership and ownership for Cam Newton to come out and say you know I should have made the play I saw something and I didn't you know adjust or something you know so he took you know took heat off his, his own player his own teammate yeah. and put it on himself Which and that's a huge sounds, step sounds like a Tom Brady thing to do yeah you know and it just like the unselfishness he seems to be learning a lot and, you know, you could say, well, you know, maybe just try to get paid next year and, and get, you know, on a, on a better team or something. But, you well, know. a better th- team. Yeah, this just, is a really good team for. I'm just saying, you know, like people could make this argument where, you know, hey, you know, he just. Because like any NBA, you know, there's always those guys who are in a contract year and they just pop off and, and have one of the best yeah, years of their life. The Heat know all about that. <laughs> hey, no, 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 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when they pay Dion Waiters. For that one, hey, we had two we had great <laughs> years of Dion Waiters, and then, and then you know now he overpaid him, <laughs> and then he got injured. Right? See, see, the, you could, the injury uh, was what, the, what just uh, interrupted the flow of that. You know, <laughs> then he came back a worse player. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, but it's like that. You know, they come back and, and they get that they get paid big money, and then all of a sudden they revert back to their to their average. You know, which I see. Cam Newton actually saying if they have a really good year. Yeah, and then of course you still have the, those those like I was saying I was there's like seven defensive players at least that are sitting out from the Patriots due to you know COVID nineteen, you know, and not that they have it, but just concerns over it overall, you know. And of course these players you know have families and whatnot, and they're not the only players who did it, but it's like it makes sense. So it's like you know they're still missing you know key parts of the team. Yeah, the and they're still competitive. You know, that's at at some point you got to stop saying it's talent, and you got to start saying it's the coaching, it's the culture, it's yeah. what's been you know built over there over time. You know, it's the leadership, it's from the management, it's from the way things are run. You know, and Tom Brady and with Tampa, I'm not saying it looks like a bad you know thing. Well, definitely not a bad fit, but you know, it they just, just have a lot of work to period. do. Yeah, there's there's a lot of work to do, and there's an adjustment period there, and especially. No preseason games, you know, and a lot of people think that the preseason don't matter, but that's how people get warmed up, you know. Yeah, people say, oh, but they had a game one already, but that means, oh, things are in action already. You know, you can't really play like how you play in the preseason like you do for a game one, you know. You got to be showing that you're good. And you can't do that, you know, without having months off of football, you know. Right. And, and you know, I'm glad you brought that up because you see this right now with all the injuries that are happening to pitchers and baseball. Right now in baseball, there's there's a lot of good p- pitchers just getting injured. 
shoulder, elbow. They have to have Tommy John surgery. They have to, you know, be out for a long and extended amount of time. And it's because the, you know, the training camps and the, you know, the workouts are all for warming up, getting to know your teammates. And in the NFL, it's more getting to know the, the, if you're in a new place, getting to know the offense, defense, the players, the coaches, getting to know the environment, trying to, you know, create some kind of chemistry, you know, learn how to work together. But in baseball, you know, it takes, you know, you got to warm up, you got to be, you know, you got to always be ready, you know, you got to get your pitches down, you got to, you know, get your form down and everything. And, you know, all the injuries they're getting hit with is like, okay, and now in the NFL, you're seeing where like, okay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady to learn this whole new offense. And who knows if Bruce Arians changed the offense to fit around Tom Brady. So now it's like, okay, not only if he did that, then now it's not just Tom Brady and Rob and whoever else, some of the running backs they got in there, uh, to learn. Now it's like, okay, we're all learning something new. We're all learning a different place, a different routes, a different hot routes, so the different audibles, the different blocking coverages and stuff, you know. So um, I do think it's an adjustment period. There was an interesting thing that they said that on paper you could win a Super Bowl and you're supposed to win a Super Bowl, but you still have to go out there and play the games. Yeah. So, you know, people were like, Tampa Bay, Super Bowl winners, it's going to be done. That's why I brought up the... The dream team from the Eagles, you know, yeah. right away people were like, okay, they they got the top talented players in, you know, most of the positions, and then they didn't win it, they failed, and it's like, okay, you know, and, and <laughs> here's another one. <laughs> the Clippers were a perfect representation of that. Yeah. Lob C. <laughs> you know, yeah, Lob C was another one. Good players, and once you go play with good, you know, terrific. Deepest team out of all the teams in the playoffs. They got booted out by the Nuggets. Oh. You know, and then you got, you know, well, I can't, you know, big three of them in Miami. At least we won two championships there. I don't know about that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's there's things like this where, you know, the best players go play with the, you know, with the best. You know, I don't know. For some reason, the NFL super teams don't win. Yeah. You know, yeah. or it's very NBA, hard for them to NBA, win. NBA, you know, most likely... Super teams go to win. Just look at the Warriors. Warriors got Kevin Durant. Really good team. And that team worked. But, you know, this super team in Tampa, you know, is a super team. But doesn't look like it might gel the whole year. I do think that, uh, you know, though the more games to play and they beat up a they beat up a crappy team, you know, this last week. Well, which their division's filled with crappy teams. <laughs> you know, so I, I do expect them to, you know, build off some, you know, some good, you know, confidence off of that and just go forward. So I'm not counting them out. I'm not saying they won't make the Super Bowl. I'm not saying there's no chance, yeah. but it's a I would want to make them the Super Bowl for make them the first team in NFL history to get their Super Bowl in their home. Right. Now, that would be something fun, yeah. and that hasn't happened. Especially if... If COVID maybe slows down and then there is a big game like that and people are allowed to go in the stadiums, I can just imagine that crowd. Oh, a sea of red for Tampa and then the Brady stands, the Gronk stands, even the Mike Evans stands. 
Right. You know, that's been there for a, quite a minute. And in the corner far away, tucked away, hidden from the camera, you'll see all the Garner Minshew fans yeah. there. <laughs> Definitely the Garner Minshew fans. Garner Minshew might be there. <laughs> oh, so you're saying uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are making a Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, God. No, he'll be in the ship. He'll be in the ship. That's about it. Firing off the cannon. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, let's see. Any any surprising teams in the NFL? Definitely. Maybe, maybe in the Super Bowl. But I am picking the Bills to go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Mark your words. The Bills are making the playoffs, at least. Especially with this new um, NFL playoff system. I definitely see the Bills making it. I think they're a really good team. I'm happy for these Bills mania. I can't wait for it. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, you, you give me a lot of crap for it, but you know, if I wasn't a Packers fan, I fit in right with these Bill guys. Drinking my Bud Lights until I crash through a table. <laughs> uh, they just Allen has really stepped forward. He's yeah. really uh, taking that next step forward. Which I'm glad with these young quarterbacks. Uh, well, I'm glad for it. he's a young quarterback like that. You know, I hope Sam Darn Sam Darnold from the Jets. He doesn't not, seem not like he's not, not looking. But then again, he's on the Jets. He's on the Jets. <laughs> I mean, the, the offensive line again, just shaky. You know, the defense. I don't know where it's at. <laughs> Do they yeah. even have one? <laughs> yeah. You know, so and you, then you, you might you might as well bring Mark Sanchez back. <laughs> At this point, let let Sam Darnold save his body and learn and develop behind closed doors. You know, there, there's camp. a good <laughs> yeah, and you know what? They trade for a good quarterback that just signed to Denver and Blake Bortles. Oh man, I told you how I felt about that. I I think they should have gone with Colin Kaepernick, but you know, Colin Kaepernick hasn't played for football in four four years. Has it been around four years? It's it's been a while. It's it's been quite a while. And I remember the the training video that came out last year. Didn't look that good. I remember watching it the first time. I remember ESPN made it a big story that his his tryouts weren't the best. You know, politics aside, you know, you know, just him as a football player, we don't we don't know what he can bring. Especially, like, we're not getting that Colin Kaepernick from when they faced the Ravens that one year. Which, you know, definitely, we're not going to get that that one back. You know, we're not going to get the 100-yard running Colin Kaepernick anymore. You know, we already got guys like that in Lamar Jackson who can run. Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't really run, but does run. Sometimes. Yeah, it does run. <laughs> Sneaky runner, but right. you got uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers who Aaron Rodgers who still... moves around. He's still mobile. He's yeah, not. But... He's not a, a a runner like Kyler Murray or Lamar. He's a smart runner. There you go. He's, he's a, a smart he's, runner. You know, keeps the play going, keeps the play alive, waits for the last split second to get rid of the ball or to find a man downfield. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson has gotten that habit too, where he doesn't run now just yeah. to run to get a first down. Now he, he runs to get the play going. And keeping you know running yeah, and him. alive, and then or you know sometimes he does run and get that first down you know so he's kind of right there in between. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, 
There's been yeah. talks about how one of the reasons the Patriots sign uh, Cam Newton is because they want to evolve and move football from just a uh, you know a shot a, a pocket passer right from a Tom Brady from a Peyton Manning from a Drew Brees and more to that Lamar Jackson the Kyler Murray yeah. the you know the, these quarterbacks who could run but also throw the football you know and Josh Allen he's he's one of those guys who could run the football big enough to take the hits has a strong arm just needs to develop that accuracy. And honestly, probably get more comfortable in the playbook, get a better offensive line somewhat, and just keep developing, you know? Yeah, because, like, this run running football wasn't here five, six years ago. Our Six years ago, the running quarterbacks we had were Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> which is arguable, but he's like a guy like Josh Allen. He's big enough to take the hits. You know, he's not going to get injured off of a 10-plus yard run. You know, hopefully not. But, you know, he can take the hits. Do you remember that workout video we saw? Of the him just getting, like, sandbags thrown at him? That it's, was a great, it's a weird guy. But, <laughs> great guy. But um, I will say that we had, or they had the option, right? The option playing was, was kind of running a little wild over, over there. Yeah. You know, they, you know, you had the option of either, you know, handing it up to the running back, keeping it, running it yourself, or uh, tossing it to another guy who would run it, you know, or, you know. So it's, it, you know, they, they got creative with that. And now it's like, okay, quarterback who could run and throw and run the option. And then now you have that, what, what's that new thing now where it's like you have the option or, or run, run. Uh, is it RPO? Yeah, run pass option, right? So now you have the chance to either hand it off, read the defensive end on the linebacker, and then you have a chance to throw it, or keep it yourself and run it. So now they're getting more, you know, it's more geared towards allowing the quarterbacks more of this uh, control of the offense now. Now it's in their hands. Now it's the players on the field's hands, right? You could be now. It's not just a strictly all right. We're running a halfback dive. Or now we're just doing, you know, four slants. Now it's like you have options now, you know, and and the NFL is evolving and and, the, and, and getting these these mobile quarterbacks who are not only getting strong enough to take the hits, but also strong enough to throw the football, you know, 40, 50, 60 yards downfield, you know. Yes, sir. The Joe Burrow. Yeah, and he's a you know I I'm excited for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I don't think. He's mobile enough to kind of be sneaky to get into those, yeah. like, playing Ro- yes, Ben Roethlisberger and all those guys and Aaron Rodgers to get that first down. But he doesn't have that speed or I, that... I definitely think he's going to be a, a smart runner, like like the Aaron Rodgers. Right, who yeah. Make, who he could make a play develop into something good, you know? Because, like, Aaron Rodgers, he can stay in the pocket for... run in the pocket for 10 seconds. Right. And get a big playoff. You know, that's, I can see Joe Burrow doing that. You know, they're going to have need to get some weapons to do that. You know, but they still got an A.J. Green that's still, I think, one of the best receivers in the league. So, uh, you know, arguably, you know, but I think he's a really good receiver. Um, I can see them getting somebody really good uh, in the next couple years. Um, and especially that Joe Burrow is still the youngest. He's young, so he's they got some time. Yeah. Especially with the franchise quarterback. You know, even though it's taking these new quarterbacks two, three years 
to get an MVP Super Bowl ring. Look at Lamar Jackson, MVP. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl winner. Ten, the richest man in the NFL game. You know, you know they won't have cap space for the next ten years, but <laughs> they'll have a good solid quarterback. Yeah, they'll have a good solid quarterback. Which, you know, hey, you get two, three championships out of the ten years. That's, that's a win. A, that's a win. That's and a then you get nine or more wins a season. And that that's yeah, even that, better because yeah. you got fans keep going to the games. Ticket sales go right, up, you know. And of yeah. course, that's you know after and place, COVID, and you know, pl- and, after, you and know. a place like Kansas City, that's a win. Yeah, that's, that's you know win. you're putting especially money into the, the ownership. Especially that they don't have they have a big college, big college. They have a big. Um, they have a baseball team. Uh, they don't have an NBA team. Which you know maybe maybe with this. Uh, you know the talks of the Supersonics coming back. Uh, like put them in Seattle again. <laughs> put them in Seattle. Hey, but you know they're going to be another. Get an NBA they're going, team. They're also going to be need to be an N- NFC, uh, uh, the West team. So maybe <laughs> I don't know. I I say put an NBA team in uh, Vegas and Seattle. Because mm. Vegas. Uh, Oh no, Vegas <laughs> is too shady. Just like your, just like your uh, Raiders, you know how it was shady. You know, I can just see one night in the casino. I'm gonna bet my own team on my own team. <laughs> I'm gonna bet for the other team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play bad. Oh no, but um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting. But some of the referees already did for <laughs> for the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, God. but uh, yeah, this it's a it's been a good. Start to the NFL season. Yeah. Uh, any uh, except for the Jaguars. These. They won their one game, but that was a fluke. And um, uh, I wanted to talk to you about this. What was your game of the the week last week? Well, I think we both had kind of the same yeah. team or the same game, honestly. And that was the Atlanta Falcons and the Cowboys yeah. one. You know, because I always enjoy great kicking. I always enjoy <laughs> great kicking. Um, there's there's a little story. Put it in a minute here. Hey, me and my friend Brian, we had a uh, PE class together, and you know what? The only thing we'll do when everybody was inside is that we'll leave and go kick some dingers right through the middle. We had a competition. We made it 40 yards (laughs) solid every time. 40 yards solid. And um, it was funny because the football coach was there. He was like, yo, you, are you guys ever thinking about it? We are like, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> because the way it would have been set up, if we would have done it, Brian would have been the punter, which he could not punt. He has a couple good punts. <laughs> I think he had one. He had a bomb one time. Dead ass. Uh, 45, 48 yard punt, which is pretty good, especially if I, got, I know you don't know Brian, but how short he is, how kind of stubby he is, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Good kicking for... a dinger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and us kicking 40 yard plus field goals, especially in high school, you know, you know, not that bad. That is, yeah. So, 
that that is that is not too bad. That's a good story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know? like, I love good cooking, and, and you know, and Dallas had had it that game. And you know, even though the Atlanta Falcons been kind of disappointing these last couple years, you know, ever since, you know, the Lord, league uh, was it twenty eight something. It was like three to twenty seven or something like that, and they came back. That was uh, that was tough because it looked like Cowboys were down and out for the count, you know. Yeah. But it's just like offside kicks are rare. They happen. But they're rare for a team to get them back. Yeah, and you know, I would, I would expect the mistake that happened, or not even mistake, just them to just not have the awareness of falling on it to happen, like at least in a college level, because at least you could say they weren't prepared for the game to be this tight, or for them to expect an onside kick. But with the uh, with the NFL, it's different. You know, you got to prepare for everything. You got to, yeah. you know, be, yeah. you know. Aware of everything, yeah. and it just, eh, just, yeah. because it's hard for an NFL team to come back. You know, it might be, uh, it's a lot easier for a NBA team to come back because one hot, hot one hot five minutes is a and game changer. Yeah, you're back in the game. You but like I mean? NFL, you know, you need a perfect drive, perfect drive, perfect drive, and and you got to rely on your defense to even and. To make those plays for you, you know. Yeah, at least in the NBA, it's you know you are on defense and offense, so you have yeah. control over what you do yeah. both on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Uh, but in the NFL, it's eleven different people, you know, and then eleven different people on the other side of the ball, and then of course you know injuries or you know substitutions. You know. And, uh, yeah. And so not as good players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, some players are better than others, and. You know, it's uh, yeah. It was a, it was a difficult game to hear about and watch. Yeah. After especially if you're a Falcons fan. Exactly. Especially. So bad for me. You're a Cowboys fan. You're like you're inside, happy. You're happy. You're, ha- you're, you're like happy this. if you win a game. If you're right. A fan. <laughs> you know, uh, I have like probably twenty Cowboys fans on my Facebook, and after that game, bananas. It's acting like they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm pretty it? sure somebody's going to get a Super Bowl tattoo pretty early. <laughs> Which, you know, I had I had them beginning of the season as one of my favorites to make the Super Bowl. No, this is this is their Super Bowl. You got to understand that. This is their, a win is their Super Bowl. Yes, of course. You know, and uh, then whatever they're going to do with Dak Prescott's going to be their Super Bowl as well. Oh man, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, that's. But it was uh, it was a good game. Uh, I really good game. Tough, tough for the Falcons. You know, hopefully they regroup or come back or do something. No, maybe. <laughs> doesn't look that great, but it doesn't. But you know, it's there's been talks about it already. Oh, you know, you want to get rid of Matt Ryan and get rid of some of the pieces and kind of. No, no, I think they're gonna let Matt Ryan stay until he's done. You know, but we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. All right, James. I want to talk about. What's your game of the week this week? My minus uh, Jaguars and I know Dolphins. That's already happened because we already see how that unfolds. <laughs> you can't you can't can't pick that as a game of the week. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that you can't say. <laughs> oh, okay. I how bad it, it was I a stinker. You, I, I, that was uh that was uh, you know yeah which but, we'll uh, get into later but 
my game of the week will be it's a little biased but it's the Raiders and Patriots the only reason is because the Patriots have a good offense they've been playing really well they were they lost by five points they were in that game till the very end yeah last play yeah and the Raiders their defense has been shaky but they've come up when they when the, the Raiders need the defense to stand up they stand up and deliver and offensively, Derek Carr has been playing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, Derek Carr. Off to a good I start. say he's he's one of the quarterbacks that I'm really excited for him to play as how he was playing. Really good, really solid, and um, running back is really good. And Jacobs, um, really solid. Uh, I really think this team is really built for for something. And uh, hope to God, no injuries, uh, especially with Derek Carr. You know injury prone player the last couple years um but i can definitely see him definitely this team making some noise what's your uh game of the week man i was cowboys and seahawks man this is this is a really good game that i can see happening um i was going to pick the my team as well the packers and saints um but you know drew b is a little shaky not gonna lie a little shaky with the accuracy there. Yeah, and he's off to, uh, I think, his lowest uh, yards attempted per uh, pass, which yeah. is, I think, four. Uh, and, and that's his lowest of his entire career. Yeah. Usually it's somewhere around between Especially uh, the injuries on that team. The injuries on that team is really going to be hurting them as well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, another team to kind of watch on the injuries is uh, 49ers, too. They Oh, I uh, feel yeah. bad for the 49ers. They, you know, even though we are from Arizona, we're going to have a bias towards the Cardinals, of course. Yeah. We're going to have, you know, even though you're a Miami Heat fan, <laughs> you you know, you have a little bit biased towards the Suns as well because, you know, you want your home team to succeed. Yeah, exactly. And it's different when it's like, you know, you have a team like that who, you know, perhaps has a chance to win or, or bring, like the Cardinals, you know, for us, you yeah. know. We're not yeah. diehard Cardinals fans, but if the Cardinals go on a – you know, winning streak or go on to feed it the whole year. We're going to be happy. We're going to be like, yeah. oh, heck yeah. You We're going to be like, going? yeah, Larry Fitz is yeah. finally going to get one. <laughs> He's finally going to get a ring, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see out of 49ers. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, the quarterback injury to Jamie Garoppolo most likely out this year. Not for the whole, I mean, not this year, for no. this week, not the whole year, yeah. uh, but the, but the Joey Bosa one, yeah, really good affect them. And then the uh, the other defensive one, uh, the other there's a line defensive lineman. I keep forgetting his name that got injured for them. Uh, so they're gonna they're gonna make some key pieces on there. Yeah. And then of course, uh, Richard Sherman uh, has a hamstring injury that he has too. So it's uh, they're a little they're a little shaky to start start off the year, but that's that's football for you. You know, sometimes some things go your way, and other times. His injury starts stacking up against you. Eagles are, are another team. Like I know I said Carson Wentz is our paid, but um, they have some pieces that they're missing too, and, and have injuries they're dealing with too. Uh, so it's it's a uh, it's definitely my game of the week: Cowboys and Seahawks. And I think Seahawks are going to get their first loss of the week. I I see it coming, even though they almost lost to a. Shaky Atlanta Falcons team. You know, I think really realistically, Cowboys are really up there. Not a Cowboy fan at all. You know, I'm still happy that our tight end made that catch that one year for the Packers. 
uh, which is now on your team um, as well. Yeah, I can see them making some noise, especially in that really weird uh, uh, division that they're in with the Eagles, you know, that took their playoff spot last year, which I don't see that happening this year. Yeah. You know, no. Washington, you know, they can't, even, they can't even make their name right, you know, <laughs> so, you know. Okay, but here's my upset of the week, all right? Lions are going to give the first L to the Cardinals as well. I I feel it coming. I really want to see. Really, you don't yeah, think you don't I, think Arizona's offense is this? I think that's why I'm going to say upset. It's just going to be an upset and a little shocker. You know, I don't see the Lions going th- zero and three. I really think they have a good chance of winning that game. Um, close game, but I can see it happening. Okay. Well, my uh, upset of the week is that Steelers versus Texans game. I think. Really saw the game. But Steelers always have the, some reason, have the brain cells to always play down to to the talent of the other team, and they're playing a bad Browns team. They're gonna play bad with the Browns until the fourth quarter when something happens and they decide, you know what? Let's yeah, it's time. It's time to be our potential and play like we usually play. Time to be the Steelers, right? Or if they play a really great team, they play really great against them. Yeah. So they're just this weird team where they play good teams, they play good. It's just like I don't know if they just they don't take the week to fully you know understand their opponent or to you know they're playing a good team you know they're just more focused and if you play a bad team they're just like ah forget about it we're not gonna you know focus as much on preparation but yeah I do think that Houston wins against the Steelers I think it's by some crappy score where it's like. I can see a 20, low score. Like 24, I can see a low score. I 27, can see, 28, 21, I can see 24. It. Yeah, you're saying high numbers. I'm saying 7, 10. <laughs> 7, 10. Uh, I, I don't see it getting that low, but I can also see it getting that low. I, I and Maybe it's just a, it comes down to the kicking game. It's just like 9 uh, to 6. To <laughs> 9, <the> 12. <laughs> which is put the kickers at the 50-yard line, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams, right? Uh, honestly, playing the Cowboys, you do not want to. Yeah, you them. don't want that. Then <laughs> whatever team gets Pat McAfee back, <laughs> which cause them out of retirement. Oh, keep rumors the Bucks, <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, that's uh, and then of course you got the main event. Yeah, the one that we said off camera. Right, uh, the for sure game of the week for the whole nation is going to be Ravens. Versus, versus Chiefs, you know that's gonna be one salty. heck. I really hope. Was it them who like a year ago or two years ago gave us like that game where it was like forty something to like thirty eight? They they had a high scoring game. Last yeah, it was time both of them too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I hope it's another one of those just barn burners. You know, it was one of those high explosive high offense, you know, no defense needed. Just let the offenses go out there and, and chuck torch, it down. And yeah, just let 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 them go ham. And we'll see who, who you know, whoever wins like, that game. Who's the most player, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying one of these two quarterbacks might be the next 
MVP again. <laughs> Who knows? You know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes can get another can, case. Can Lamar, you know, be a back-to-back MVP this year? The first? <laughs> really? Is, would it be the first? I am not even sure. Has there ever been a back-to-back MVP? You know, last back-to-back MVP I heard. I don't think so, man. <laughs> not, not in the NFL. We got to look that the, up and Not in the NFL, man. Yeah, it, and it, but it is hard to do it in the NFL because every year is different. Yeah. Every team, every every year your team changes oh, yeah, something. Yeah, your team different. You know. You know. Um, Wilson, if it yeah. was possible, Wilson would have been the, you know, back to back to back to back to back, you know, top three MVP candidate, you know, and you know he hasn't been top three yeah, like, a lot of these the years that people thought he should have to bring it back. You know. A lot of people counted the 49ers out at the beginning of the year, you know, not like last year when they were like, oh, they were counting on that out too. But then when they got on that stretch, but this year after they lost the Super Bowl, I feel like they just got a little bit less hype, and people were just like, you know what, I don't see them making it. I feel like the Arizona proved themselves till the end of last year that they are a good team, and you know. Might be in the same situation where they are the next um, Santa Fe this year. You know, I really hope that they go fourteen and two. You know, or is it fourteen? But yeah, if, uh, yeah, so definitely, man. Um, it's gonna be a really great game with them. I and I'm I'm leaning toward Baltimore. I'm leaning towards Baltimore. I feel like he's going to get one over Patty. And then we're going to see what happens in the in the end of the year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I really hope it's just, uh, just a terrific offensive game. You yeah. know, that's because that's what the NFL needs. You know, nobody yeah. wants to see a 9-12 game. Nobody wants to see a 10-7 game. You know, nobody wants good. to see a, a 3-6, to six, you know, win. And or nobody, nobody wants. I don't think people want to see blowouts either. Unless it's your favorite team, then yeah, you, you know, honestly, you know, like somehow. Because how many people turned off the Jags and the Miami today? A lot of people. And oh I, my yeah. god! Because the second half it was already twenty and three. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I just. But it's like, like you said, it's not the NBA where, like, you know, you could stay tuned and, and your change, your team could change, it and, a, and one whole quarter could already take take the lead away from the other team, or could come yeah, back and tie it. Yeah, look at close. that, look at that Denver game tonight. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, or, or the the other game the earlier where it was uh, Denver and Lakers again, and Denver had like a twenty point lead, and Lakers just come Straight at the end. Uh, you know, so it, in the NFL, it's not like that. It's not that easy. Um, but it's not impossible, and it, you know, yeah, it's, it's a happened. lot harder. But. but it is harder, but it's it's not impossible, you know. So, uh, hopefully, it's a good offensive game, and hopefully, uh, you know, gives the NFL some good ratings that they probably need. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I feel like the ratings not really that bad right now, uh, especially that you know there's not a lot of people going to the games. Um, a lot of people are playing, watching at home. Like uh, I never seen my dad. Watch the NBA, uh, NFL, like he used to do. Uh, but this year he's watching it every every Sunday. It looks like to me. Uh, wake up, he's over there watching it. And you know he's the type of guy that usually wouldn't watch it unless you know he's stats or he's thinking about going to a Arizona game. You know. So yeah, I feel like normal people are watching it 
now that it's more um, different, you know, it's like everybody got their Netflix shows out, done already, everybody got their Hulu shows done, you know, now it's time for live sports to make make the comeback that it needs. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, it like you're correct, you know, people are not able to go see it or be there in person, yeah. so now they're going to definitely try to tune into TV, you know, the Bills, radio. The Bills games are probably the same, though. <laughs> Everybody was outside of them anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I think the you know the Chargers games, you know, it's the same oh, thing. Yeah. Nobody ever went to them anyway. Yeah. So you know, nobody was even outside for them. Yeah. It was just you know just empty stadium. So they were playing in exactly like they play at home. Man, do you think people are actually outside the stadiums? I haven't got confirmation about that, but like, do you think people are outside the stadium still? I honestly don't know. I, I really, not. I really think some of them are. I feel like some people are crazy enough to do that. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like you could still get in trouble. Especially those, like... kind, especially those, you know, redneck teams of the, the South down there. <laughs> you, know? you mean like the Dallas Cowboys? Dallas you mean like Cowboys. The Texans. You're talking about who else is in? <laughs> You're talking about yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't see uh any. I don't know. It's hard. I, I don't think. Because I think they have rules where you can't yeah. even be on the property or on the premises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think people are at a bar in Buffalo, going through tables? <laughs> I do think they're still having a little to get the, to get the, to get. Uh, oh my God, what is together? <laughs> Get-togethers, you know, and just you know, gobbling down a couple of uh, you know ice Bud cold lights. lights and then you know just elbowing somebody through a table, you know, giving the yeah. people's elbow from up there, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. Dude. Really good, really good team. That I hope that makes it. All righty. Well, uh, we're gonna main event. We're gonna talk it over over here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand over the mic a little bit to uh, our UFC, you know, junkie. You know, no, no, not UFC junkie. <laughs> you know, I barely started getting into the sport about two years ago. Um, Cain Velasquez was my favorite, um, just because, you know. Seems like my cousin. <laughs> cousin right there. Cain Velasquez. But we got the main event tonight uh, on Saturday. Um, Paulo Costa versus Israel Asandi the, for the welterweight belt. Um, it seems like a really good fight. Um, I don't know if you know who Paulo Costa is. Uh, he is 13-0 right now in the UFC. Israel Asandi. Uh, 19 and 0 in the uh, and champion, who's beaten some of the some of the greatest guys. Uh, had a fight of the year with uh, Whitaker. Had a good fight with um, uh, Anderson Silva, who passed him the torch. That should have been Anderson Silva's last fight, but you know he still wants the still wants the money. Uh, you know, but I thought really that could have been his last fight. Um, yeah, we just got two really good guys, you know. We got we got two guys that are the key elements of their their style. Um, you know, Dan, forgot his name, but there was a really good quote where this guy said, you know, I wish there were uh, belts, just like in karate, like black belts and all that, for these sub these sub. Uh, uh, fighting style, kickboxing, kickboxing don't have a belt, um, wrestling don't have a belt, you know, 
And look at Israel Asani, probably the best kickboxer that we've probably seen in the UFC. You know? And, you know, and Paulo Costa, he's a, he's a wrecking ball. He's a wrecking machine. You know? And these guys both beat Yoel Romero, who is one of the most jackest guy in the in the division that they're in. <laughs> and they both beat him. And um, you know, Uriah Hall, Hall versus Costa, you know, that was a really good fight as well. Um, you know, Uriah Hall and Israel Asandi are kind of the same, but you know, I think Izzy's more technical. He's not going to let his back go on the cage like a um, Woodley, like Tyron Woodley versus Kobe Covington. He let his back go to the cage and try to hold, pray to God that right hand hit. And even though Kobe Covington can take those hits, which made $150 from one of my buddies who pick Wood, uh, Woodley and I pick uh, Kobe Covington bad bet on him but we're good to that later <laughs> um, yeah I, really good fight fight of the year definitely um, you know it depends what these other fights have to, to gain from because um, we still have some amazing UFC coming up in the next couple weeks uh, which James is going to get caught up on we're coming that uh, Khabib versus Gaethje match. Hopefully he'll be a little bit caught up. Um, but yeah, Israel Asandi. I can see taking it. I can see him winning. Um, this is going to be Paulo Costa's first five-round fight. You know? And a lot of people are saying that he might knock out Izzy. I don't think Izzy's going to get knocked out. You know, even though he has the bombs to knock him out. I think Izzy's so technically profound as a fighter that he's going to get out. And he had he's had like four or five plus fights already championship level, you know. And so I can see him getting tired out, Paulo Costa, because for first 25 minutes, you know, you know, and, and a severe weight cut. The guy's like 200 and something pounds, has to go all the way down to 185. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty massive. That's a 30, at least 30 pound difference. Yeah, at 30. Man. And the guy Jack, you, I'll show you a picture of him later when he's fully there. And you know, you know, it's a severe cut. You can tell. And uh, you know, Israel Adesanya is already 185. He can probably take a week off. And still be that weight. You know, he ain't going to have to sacrifice his hydration, his water. You know, because that's what they do. That's why when you see them coming to the weigh-ins, they're dead. They're completed because they have to get rid of water weight. Like all that, you know. And, you know, even though Paulo Costa looks good still, you know, I can still see him getting tired. Especially with that fourth round. That yeah. fourth round, fifth round. Yeah, and and you said earlier uh, we had to talk about this. Where you said it was it was most likely just going to last the full five rounds. Yeah. So by five, probably four pounds, uh, four, four pounds, by fourth round or even fifth round, 
you know, if you're, he's not tired by the end of the fourth round, he's going to be tired by at least the middle of the fifth round, right? Yeah. So that's when he starts getting a little sluggish. He starts, you know, all these... Those bombs are not going to yeah, hit no more. Yeah, those little technical, you know, he's such a technical fighter. He's not going to be that anymore, you know? He's yeah. going to start, you know, he's starting to slacking, getting, he's probably going to get caught sniping one of the times. And, you know... Yeah, I don't just, think no knockouts are going to happen. <laughs> no but. knockouts, but he's going to, he could probably get rocked pretty good. Pretty rocked pretty good because... You know, because, you know, you're not on top of your game anymore. You're not focused and concentrated. You're tired. You're sweating. Look at, look at, okay. Israel Adesandi, you know, best technical fighter. Granite. Anderson Silva was 43 when he fought Israel. You know, he was the best technical fighter, you know. So, you know, that that just shows who's the better fighter when it comes to these five round. Because these guys can last. These guys can last. I've never seen a Paulo Costa fight last for more than a round or two because his... Uh, I think the Yoel fight lasted to the second round. Um, you know, but... And also, Israel Adesanya don't need a knockout victory over Paulo Costa. Because, you know, he's just so technically... And if this is all stand-up, then it's really going to be hard. And, and you know, rumors say that... I, I'm not sure for, for, uh, for sure, but Paulo Costa does have a blackout in Jiu-Jitsu... Um, but it's really hard because I don't think you're going to be able to get Israel on the floor. I don't think Israel's going to be able to get Costa on the floor like that, you know? Um, you know, and Israel was saying that preview, you, you need to stop, don't mock my uh, ground game because it's there, you know? We technically haven't seen it yet, but, you know, he's a champ for a reason. Right, you know, and, and, you know, he's... It's gonna be a good fight, you know, it's and, and it's uh, hopefully it does go. It, it go hopefully it goes the four, the four or five rounds, you know, that you you know you're expecting to. But um, anybody you you would put your money on right now? Israel Adesanya, man, I cannot deny it. he's been my favorite fighter to watch. Even though some of the fights, people say they're boring, you know, these guys are just the both the best of their class. You know, you got the fighter and the brawler and uh, Paulo Costa. You got the best uh, kickboxer in, in Israel. And look at, we got some amazing fights when in, when it comes to those two clashes. You know, look at Khabib versus Connor. You know, kickboxer mania right there in Connor. And the best grappler in Khabib. You know, you know a lot of people were leaning more towards Khabib. Which, you know, is a smart decision. Um, you know, but, you know, it's just going to be an amazing fight. And, honestly, probably one of the best UFC cards out there. Because you even got a world heavyweight title, uh, heavyweight, a light heavyweight title on the line with uh, Dominic Reyes. Which I think he's going to win. Um, don't know how to pronounce the other guy's name. It's really hard for me. Uh, especially with... Uh, but it seems like these guys are really on good terms. Um, Dominic Reyes said, like, yo, I'm here. I watched the press conference this morning. And um, it was basically, like, he was saying, like, yeah, we're here for a job to knock knock each other out or have a good fight. But at the end of the day, I'm going to have a beer with this guy at, at the end of the fight. And that's 
true sportsmanship, man. Especially that John Jones is not in that division anymore. You know, people are saying that he wants to go to he's going to heavyweight, so can't wait for that. Um, you know, we got like, some exciting fights for the UFC this. And I, I really hope you get on board, James, because <laughs> this, this, this is some exciting stuff. Uh, Dustin Poirier versus uh, Tony Ferguson. Now, that's a fight that, that, yeah, that, that I hope I'm you, going to really try to pay attention to and, you know, and, and watch, you know, hopefully. You know, people are saying that, oh, you know, even though Tony was ready for that fight for Gaethje, he was expecting Khabib. He was expecting Khabib the whole time. And then uh, Gaethje got him. You know, and even though I think Gaethje was the better fighter going into that, um, because he just, he worked Tony. He worked Tony in a way that nobody else worked Tony. You know, you know, and Tony's a good fighter. And, you know, you know, when you get technically sound like that to fight Tony, you know, you're going to have a hard time. So I'm, I'm really excited for that Khabib and Gaethje fight as well. Really good fight. And, you know, there's a lot of good players. There's a lot of good people on the UFC that... I think it's been more hyped. Um, you know, we got Khabib, we got Connor still, well, retired Connor, but you know, we don't know how long that's gonna last. Uh, we still got Cowboy Cerrone, which is one of my favorites. Um, and then we probably got some of our favorites in the Sugar Show, Sean Malley. You know, even though he lost his last fight, you know, he still technically. 11 or 13 and 0 in his eyes you know yeah but you know what one of the things i've noticed and i've been trying to like pay attention to is that at one time you know wwe was up here and you had like all these like uh japanese uh japanese pro wrestling up here too uh mm-hmm. and then you have this new one aews up here too yeah. and Lately, it's been like UFC just kind of somehow for some reason started expanding, exploding slowly but surely. What used to be just like a small niche of people seems to have grown. Now it's bigger. Now it's more. And it could have some things to do with how they were the first sport to have something go successful throughout the pandemic. You know, it could have something to do where they oh yeah look at they, 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 they were the first stop. one to to put yeah exactly you know they stopped for a little while but then they, you know right away they didn't stop everything completely and shut everything yeah. down. They found a way and you know regrouped and and you know so and honestly the best sport to probably actually do it you know yeah because it's not a weekly thing that a fighter's fighting every week you know it's a monthly process you know you know we our last UFC was UFC. 52 which um you know was the tony fight which you know was long ago you know but you know so basically you know you know we got the fight nights um but that's usually to see who are contenders uh, which we had one last week as well um which really good fights is on, on that card as well um but you know we gotta we had we had to look forward to this Israel Adesanya versus this Paul Acosta, and you know, and then last week we got Tyrone Woodley, Kobe Covington, and then uh, we're gonna get the Wonder Boy back on thinking two weeks, and um, then we're gonna get that Khabib fight in the next couple months. Yeah, see, so it's like everything's kind of more, you know, and all these fighters are coming out or even 
uh, not even coming out, but just getting a chance to compete and, and, and you know get you know go for the title and, and you know yeah. uh, develop and everything. So, you know it, it's it's working and the UFC is putting out a good product. And it just seems like every two weeks or even every week, you could probably even say, yeah. there's a good fight some at, point at in their least, car. Yeah, at least one, two good fights. Right. Or there's a guy or a girl that you, you hear about or you see, and you're like, I want to see them fight. You know, so you could turn it on and see it. So it's like, you know, they've been, you know, and, you know, ratings for the WWE have gone down. Uh, I'm not even sure if uh, Japanese pro wrestling is doing anything right now. AEW has their thing going on. Yeah. But it's like... Uh, you know all these things that were out there and you could say it's fake wrestling and whatnot it's you know whatever you know choreographed and everything but at, at the same time it's like now UFC seems to have taken that and, and just kind of now they're climbing up that you know that hill to make get it over. to a month a weekly show and you know <laughs> you know and it's not fake fighting either it's yeah, not programmed yeah, they, they, yeah. these are real people real personalities and people who actually, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, they don't the mat And the masters of their craft. Exactly. You know, because, like, they we They train got... and train to, to master their craft or their, if somebody's good at kickboxing, they're going to you know, keep being good at kickboxing. Somebody's good at the stand-up game, they're going to do that. Somebody's good on the ground, gonna, you know, so it's just, and then every fighter has a different style and way of doing their thing, you know. I'm, and then you I'm might, sitting there, then you might get those guys that are the same style, like brawler versus brawler. But might be technically a different type of brawler. Right. You know? You might have a guy with a mean left. You might have a guy with a mean uppercut. And right. you don't know what's going to happen. Or you got, fight. yeah, or you have a guy, guys who probably attack the body more and yeah. then, you know, try to land a, a quick one. Or you got guys who just really try to go for that, you know, home one hitter all the time, you yeah, know? Yeah, Woodley. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's, it's really, I'm. That's one of the reasons I kind of try to give in a chance to a UFC yeah. and a, so definitely. To get there. And you know, it's really hard because you know your favorite fighter might be fighting, but then oh, he didn't make weight. Too bad. He's not going to be able to get the championship belt now. You know, or with COVID, you know, there was a couple couple weeks ago where a fight happened, and you know, unfortunately, uh, some fighters had to pull out because of COVID. Um, you know that happens, and look at injuries happen. I, that's the sucky thing with the sport. You know, even though it does happen with every other sport, but this one is just like, ah, oh, you know, now I gotta wait months to see my favorite fighter. Right. You know, and yes, with same with football, you might you might not see him for a year. You know, but like. This one affects the career personally because yeah. at that time you don't know if they were on the way up to, to getting a, a championship title fight yeah. or if they were contending, but then they missed three, two, four, or however months of time they need, yeah. and then they and come back and it's like they got a yeah. There's already somebody new. There's already somebody else who has the belt, and now they got to restart and, and go from where you know. You know, like unless your name is big, you're you ain't getting that belt back or. Or and getting that, that chance back again. Yeah, at getting that, that yeah. chance. You know? Look, if your name's not Connor, if your name's not uh, John Jones, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it's just a really exciting time for the UFC. Um, no Bellator, you got, got some things going. Um, you know, so it's a really exciting for fighting in general, uh, which is amazing. Um because uh, me being a new fan for two years, um, you know, I started off buying the UFC 3 game. 
you know, and working my way up there. And then it was just like, oh, I'm going to start watching the real thing. And then watching the Cain Velasquez over and over. And then um, just seeing where everything developed from here to now, you know. And then it's really exciting for fighting. It's really time. It's a fun time for sports. And uh, I meant to bring this up for you with earlier with the NBA. But it was actually kind of fun seeing it in the summertime. You know, because we never really had a sport that was around that July that yeah. July time. You know, the only thing we had to look forward to as a sports fan was the draft, um, the draft lottery, and uh, free agency. Um, yeah, free agency would have been July. Yeah, yeah so in July. And, you know, yeah, and, and it, it's it's been a weird year, but it's crazy how, like, now all the sports happen to, you know, for, I, I don't know, it's, they're all happening all at once, right? Yeah, they're all yeah. coexisting. Yeah. And, and, it, and it seems like one sport's not overshadowing another sport. Yeah, no, they both have, it seems they're having their own time to shine, too, you know. Uh, yeah. It's pretty bad that it took a pandemic for us to, you know. Have sports yeah. all at once and, yeah. and, you know, yeah. But I would say that for me, I don't know you. But for me, it seemed, uh, it was like UFC had a good fight every three to six months, three or five months for me. But now, like I tell you, it's, it seems like it's exciting every week. Yeah, well, and, and, and when I only had to wait six days from a long day at work, and honestly, hey, I think UFC is the best, best way to have a beer with your homies. <laughs> Just have a couple drinks with the boys and girls, you know. And just see somebody get knocked the fuck out, <laughs> you know? Right. That's or cool. or just see two guys just go at it completely. Yeah. Or girls go at it, you know? Yeah. And you know, just leave it all out there. And then you know, of course, you got some guys who are sitting on the corner, you know, scoring that <laughs> scoring it for you. And oh, you know, so and so won the fight. But uh, it's good to see that, you know. And I think it's. Uh, you know, at one time it was considered too dangerous for women, and yeah. now women are populating yeah. the sport and entering it. Yeah, and, and now, really you know, good women are actually, um, um yeah, are actually good fighters. You know, like, um, shoe and answer here, but man and Nunez, oh my god, can't I, I saw man when I first saw her fight, I was like, God, <laughs> God, she will beat my ass in a hundred different ways. Pause. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, what a f- awesome fighter. Um, I don't know how to say her name, but her nickname's the Happy Warrior. Really funny. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying that because she's like kind of the nerdy character, but she's all she's so fun to watch because she she had a fight uh, in the old uh, in, against this girl. Uh, who was considered one of the top contenders going out here in a new uh, in the division, and um, you know she hurt her leg, and her leg wasn't working. You know her not attacking the leg, she didn't even attack the leg the rest of the fight. She went onto the ground, which she could have lost because oh now she don't have to worry about the leg. She can just grapple now. And you know what? She won at the end of the day. But, you know, good luck to her for being that so technical that you only had to re- keep on injuring somebody in that one spot. Right. You know, you know and, it, and not everybody's going to do that. You no, know? exactly. You know, and just like, you know, as soon as there's an injury uh, to, you know, especially in UFC, you kind of 
you know, you, you go to your corner, all of a sudden you tell him, hey, attack that, you know, attack that, you know. Okay. Yeah, it's all right, you know, the guy got bruised ribs on his left side, keep attacking, keep keep punching, and go, go, go with the kicks, give him something different, go with the elbows, you know, put him on the ground, and, you know, you know, so it's like keep attacking that, you know, and, uh, you know, that's a good sportsmanship right there, you know. Yeah. And, you know what, and it's just a really exciting time. I can't wait to watch the these fights in the next couple of weeks coming up. I uh, can't wait to watch the rest of the NBA, see how that goes up. And I can't wait to watch some of this NFL. And, you know, and that seems like it should be good, you know. And, you know, I'm not a big baseball fan, but, you know, you know, a lot of people are. So, and, you know, there's a lot of games in that league. So, you know, we're going to have a lot of sports for the next couple, few months. Right. And, uh, yeah, so, well, this, uh, this seems to be coming to an end now, but, uh, Glad to have you on the show, finally. Yeah, dude, we've been, we've been trying to work it out for a couple days now. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, finally it happened. Yeah, uh, man, and I, I can't wait to come back. Hopefully I get to come back and uh, we talk about the, this fight that's going to be coming back, happen this yeah, week. Yeah, and then hopefully we know who will be in the finals next time. Uh, hopefully, yeah. you know, we could probably crack one out, an uh, episode on uh, Monday or Tuesday, you know. By then we should have an idea who's already in, um, hopefully. And then, of course, you know, what happened in fights probably what happened on Sunday you know yeah. to our games or, and then the game of the week or game of the week on Monday too you know so it's uh, yeah but it's yeah. it's been very fun to have you on the show it's uh, I think this is the longest <laughs> up until to next some... week until next week <laughs> right. where we last one more minute Pause. right <laughs> alright uh, man but uh, glad to have you on the show and thanks everybody for listening uh, as usual this has been a wonderful wonderful uh, episode and I hope to continue on uh, building on this this podcast. Uh, and so, thanks Juan for happening on here again. And no uh, everybody have a good night or good morning in some cases, depending when you're listening to this. Most likely, good morning. Uh, good but uh, <laughs> right. But uh, I'll see you guys next episode. And thanks for listening to uh, Coffee with Coach James. <laughs>